Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Levin here, our number 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. 14 and a half million Levinites out there listening on all platforms in so many ways all over the world. We want to wish you all the best. You know, I've been very critical of Lindsey Graham from time to time, but not on this issue. Not on this issue where he says that he really wishes somebody would step up and take out Putin. Why is he taking incoming for that? When Putin, as I mentioned a few days ago, hired this Wagner group, which is headed by one of his buddies. They're based in the continent of Africa, and they do his assassinations for him. A hit squad. Sort of like a secret SS. And Putin is the king of assassinations, assassinating journalists, assassinating political opponents, assassinating entrepreneurs, millionaires and billionaires who won't give him a piece of the action or dare to challenge him. Assassinating people all over the world in Washington, D.C., and London, and so forth and so on. Now, I have to admit, I was the first to mention this issue of assassination that maybe the president of Ukraine ought to be sending out his own hit squads to take out Vladimir Putin. What's fair is fair. What's good for the goose is good for the fascist. So Lindsey Graham tweeted this out the other day that he thought it would be a good idea, and then on Hannity last night, or yesterday, I should say, he also mentioned it. Cut three, Mr. Producer, go. They didn't do this on Trump's watch, Russia, because Trump would have kicked their ass. What's happened is that Putin looks at Biden, he sized him up, 
He thinks he can get away with it. And he's going to keep going and going and going. And nobody in the West is going to stop him. How does this end? Somebody in Russia has to step up to the plate. Is there Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stoppenberg in the <coughs> Russian military? The only way this ends, my friend, is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You would be doing your country a great service and the world a great service. And I happen to agree with that. I happen to agree with that. Putin doesn't seem to be limited by any notion of tradition or civil uh, society. And so now he comes under attack. Lindsey Graham does for saying what we're all thinking. Jim Psaki's asked about this at the White House today. Cut four, go. Senator Lindsey Graham said last night that someone ought to assassinate President Putin. Does the White House have any take on that statement? Is it helpful at this point? That is not the position of the United States government and certainly not a statement you'd hear come from the mouth of anybody working in this administration. No, because actually it's technically illegal to do it if you're in the executive branch of the United States government. The theory is we don't want our enemy assassinating our leaders either. But when you have an assassin, an assassin in the name of Vladimir Putin, seems to me it changes a little bit, doesn't it? Go ahead. Standing it's not the position of the U.S. government, what Lindsey Graham said last night. What Lindsey Graham did suggest is that uh, there's no peaceful resolution here while Vladimir Putin is still in power in Russia. Does the president share that view? The president believes there uh, continues to be a diplomatic path forward. That Isn't is path- it amazing uh, this war is going on in uh, Europe and we don't know what the president actually believes. And so we have an interpreter. Not somebody who interprets Russian to English, but somebody has to interpret for Biden. What does Biden believe? Huh? Go ahead. Will help resolve what we're seeing on the ground. President Putin has the ability to de-escalate. We have left the door open. Uh, okay, for rambling stupidity. We've left the door open for the man who just fired upon and then seized the largest nuclear power plant in Europe. For the man who's unleashed Chechen assassins against the president of Ukraine. For the man who's, who's engaged his buddy, the Wagner Group in Africa, to come on over to Ukraine to murder uh, the president of Ukraine. We've left the door open for him, don't you know, to continue diplomacy. How stupid do people have to be? How stupid do they have to be? And again, for the media, I am explaining to you that the reason the so-called 40-mile tank convoy of the Russians hasn't moved is because they don't want to move it yet. It has nothing to do with gasoline, nothing to do with food, nothing to do with air power. They're waiting because the Ukrainians have begged for a no-fly zone. The Ukrainians have begged NATO for planes. They have begged neighboring countries apart from the nato processes for jets and they can't get them and i told you i smelled a skunk a few days ago when poland and some of the other countries offered ukraine mig-29s older fighter jets but nonetheless the ukrainian pilots have mig-29s or did and they know how to fly them so they go 
to these countries to, to pick them up and bring them into Ukraine, and all of a sudden, no, you can't take them. Why? Why? I think we know why. Because Biden et al. told them no, because we don't want to escalate this matter. This matter is escalated. And the more appeasement you show in the face of of aggressive military action like this and assassination attempts and, and war crimes against citizens and all the rest of it, the more appeasement you show, the more brutal and aggressive the enemy becomes. Oh, and did I mention, yes, Putin is the enemy. Michael McFaul is the former Obama ambassador to Russia, and he was great, boy. I'm sure he was there when, when Obama, excuse me, when uh, Putin rolled into Crimea and took that. And so, of course, MSLSD, a.k.a. MSNBC, decides, let's go to a failed former ambassador for input. Cut five, go. But it is not appropriate to talk about those things in public just for a very simple reason. Uh, That quote will be quoted on Russian national television ad nauseum, and it will reinforce what Putin tells his people. Oh, I see. That's the problem. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the death of, of, uh, of Russian soldiers won't reinforce anything. That's right. Cutting off their economy, that won't reinforce anything. Lindsey Graham will reinforce something by what he said. But it's a message to Putin, genius. And the message is, two can die or live by the assassin's bullet. That's the message. Two can die or live by the assassin's bullet. It's not just one country and one president who can enlist assassins to cut off the head of another country. Again, I don't always agree with Lindsey Graham. That's an absolute fact. But on this, I agree with him. I stand with him. And you should too. And you should too. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Have you noticed, ladies and gentlemen, you can tell who the Putin propagandists are in the media. Podcasters, radio hosts, people on TV. Have you noticed how they never make demands of Vladimir Putin? Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? They never say, if only Vladimir Putin you would pull your troops back. If only you would stop targeting civilians. If only you hadn't attacked and now taken 
the largest nuclear power plant in Ukraine. If only you hadn't attacked Ukraine and invaded it. You are unprovoked. They don't ever ask Putin to stop escalating anything. The Putin propagandists in America, the neocon artists, the American Marxists, the American fascists, the Putin wing of the American population and the American media, they never make demands of Putin. They almost never criticize him. And if they do, it's, it's very glib and, and in passing. But they never demand that he stop escalating. They never demand that he make, that he make a, 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 insurances not to use nuclear weapons. Instead, it's America must, not, America must not do this, and America must not do that, and NATO must not do this, and NATO must not do that. And we even hear this coming from the podium at the White House with Jen Psaki. If you're not going to send jets, you don't tell the enemy that. If you're actually not going to help Ukraine, you don't tell the enemy that. This is something, uh, you know, President Trump pointed out in a statement he released a few days back. You don't have to tell Putin everything you're going to do or not going to do. But the two greatest failures have been the failure to allow them to acquire these MiG-29s. Not that we would fly a no-fly zone. That they would have access to jet fighters to hit the Russians. And that we are paying for, you and I, thanks to this moron in the White House, in part for the Putin war machine. Because he will not open the American oil, and natural gas spigots. And so we and so much of the rest of the world are buying fuel from Russia. The third biggest exporter of fuel to the United States now is Russia. It's going to get worse because of the axis of evil. The Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran, the fascist regime in Moscow, and the Marxist regime in Beijing. They're all working together in many ways with Biden. Biden gives intelligence information to the communists in Beijing, and they share it with the fascists in Moscow. Biden has the fascists in Moscow, Putin and his team, negotiating the Iran deal for us on our behalf, quote-unquote, with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. The Tehran regime is about to get multi-billions of dollars from you and me. From you and me. And is going to be able to sell their oil, not only to China, which they're already doing, but, ladies and gentlemen, to us. To us. There is this guy, Rob Malloy. He's a disgrace. He's a disaster. They are arming up the Iranians with nuclear weapons that they're going to put on intercontinental ballistic missiles to reach our country. This is very, very serious. And one of the reasons that Joe Biden will not 
put the foot down on the gas pedal and open up our spigots for fuel and will not sanction the Russians and their oil industry is because these are concessions that he's making to the Russians. So the Russians will do our bidding with the Iranians, which is a disaster. Victoria Coates has a fantastic piece out today. Uh, formerly worked at the National Security Council and with Ted Cruz. Which lays this out in great detail. Our ally, the Israelis, are deeply concerned about what, what Biden is doing. Congress is supposed to be involved in this. Biden won't even tell Congress what he's negotiating. Or what the Russians are negotiating for us. Russia not only knows more than any single member of Congress of any party about what's going on with this quote-unquote deal. They're negotiating the deal. This is why. Listen to me. It's not the climate change advocates. This is why Biden will not open America's economy. This is why he will not open America's industrial might vis-a-vis our oil industry. He is selling out to the Russians. He is selling out to the Iranians. And he's using the Russians as the middlemen to negotiate this deal with Iran, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's taking place. And they're worried about what Lindsey Graham has to say about Putin. And by the way, Zelensky has survived three assassination attempts now. One from Chechen Special Forces and two from this Wagner group that I told you about. All of which are Putin. And the reason, according to this piece that I'm reading, trying to get the publication, but I can't tell. But the reason this has happened is because Russians have tipped off the Ukrainians. Oh, this is the London Times. The London Times. Russians who are opposed to what Putin is doing have tipped off the Ukrainians who've been able to kill these assassins at their own airport outside of Kiev as well as in other locations. But Zelensky's being targeted for assassination. And it's about damn time, it's about damn time people stop pretending that they wouldn't be happy if somebody took out Putin. I would be thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. What do you think of that? I'll be right back. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket Constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. 
I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the modern voice of the Founding Fathers. This is the Mark Levin Show. Dial in now at 877-381-3811. Joe Biden blames January 6th for Putin's invasion. And other whoppers of the Ukraine war points out the New York Post editorial board. Oh, yes, January 6th, don't you know? Vladimir Putin was counting on being able to split up the United States. Look, how would you feel if you saw crowds storm and break down the doors of the British Parliament and kill five cops, injure 145, or the German Bundestag, or the Italian Parliament, he said on March 2nd. Nobody killed five cops, you moron. I remember some guy driving into two cops who were in front of a barricade at the Capitol building, one of whom died, Nobody ever talks about that guy. He was a minority. He was Muslim. And they don't want to talk about that guy because that's not about white supremacy. Or Donald Trump. He was a Trump hater. But this is the kind of psychopath we're dealing with when it comes to this El Presidente. We say, excuse me, uh, my computer is screwing up. We say meaning the New York Post. We've seen plenty of bad takes on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but this one, from the ostensible leader of the free world, might be the most preposterous. The Russian strongman who started grabbing Ukrainian territory in 2014 decided to attack again because of the January 6th Capitol riot. Biden's also lying. Five cops weren't killed by crowds that day. None were. One officer died of natural causes the next day. Four killed themselves in the weeks and months after. And one of the protesters killed himself the other day, as a matter of fact. Unbelievable. Then we have the 1619 Project, moron. Tweets out, what if I told you Europe is not a continent by definition, but a geopolitical fiction to separate it from Asia? And so the alarm about a European or civilized or first world nation being invaded is a dog whistle. To tell us we should care because they are like us. Boy, is she a racist or what? Media matters will run to their defense because they're filled with racist Soros front types too. Sick. New York Post response. So history isn't the only field New York Times 1619 Project lead Nicole Hannah-Jones has trouble with. Never mind that Europe is a continent. The Pulitzer Prize winner. By the way, the Pulitzer Prize Committee is obviously corrupt. These Pulitzer Prizes aren't worth crap. In fact, they're embarrassing. The Pulitzer Prize winner actually thinks, simply stating that there's a war on European soil is racist. The self-centered writer can't imagine a problem critical race theory can't explain. Now, she's a bigot. She's a bigot. Stacey Abrams, March 2nd. President Zelensky said, I'm going to paraphrase him, probably poorly. 
He said, this isn't a war on Ukraine. This is a war on democracy in Ukraine. When we allow democracy to be overtaken by those who want to choose who can be heard, and those choices are not based on anything other than animus or inconvenience, then that is wrong. We say, talking to The Daily Show host Trevor Noah, the Georgia gubernatorial candidate actually equated her progressive activism to Ukrainians fighting for their very survival, along with that of their nation. We wonder how she'd feel about Ukrainian democracy if she knew that the country requires ID to vote. Alexander Vindman, remember him? Remember that clown? He says it was Trump's support of Putin that suggested the Republican Party would rally to Putin's cause. It was Trump's insurrection and incitement of discord that suggested the U.S. was weak and distracted. Sounds a lot like Dizzy Cheney, doesn't it? Does to me. New York Post response. Impeachment star Alexander Vindman's 15 minutes of fame are up. But he's trying hard to extend them by making any and every issue about Donald Trump. In the final tweet of a thread blaming the former president for Putin's invasion. Vindman suggests Biden could have held off Putin if only Trump hadn't mentioned Russia in an interview. Trump did make one mistake, not firing this joker from the National Security Council sooner. Really sick. Well, here's what the Democrat-controlled Congress can do. Here's what Nancy Eva Stretch Pelosi can do. (laughs) Here's what Schumer, who's davening endlessly about what we don't know, can do. How about an immediate, significant increase in our United States defense budget? So we're prepared for anything, and we're not right now. It not just sends a signal, but it is necessary. A new, huge infusion of money to the United States military. Not to people on the dole, not to illegal aliens, not to corrupt mayors and corrupt governors, not to a corrupt teachers union, no, no, no. To the patriots in our military. That would help. How about stop with the indoctrination to create a bunch of self-hating troops? Stop with the racism, the critical race theory. Stop with the, with the espionage. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is of our own troops and their social sites. Like that's some big problem. In other words, squeeze out the radical left agenda, the American Marxist agenda from our military. Show them the respect that they deserve. And massively increase military spending. Massively. Because when and if this is ever over, there's going to be communist China. This is no joke. There's going to be a nuclear arm. Listen to me. By the time this jerk in the White House leaves, by the time the jerk in the Speaker's seat leaves, by the time the jerk in the Senate Majority seat leaves, by the time all these jerks leave... Pray to God they will. Iran will be a nuclear power. China will have invaded Taiwan. And Russia will have annexed Ukraine with its eyes on, yes, NATO countries. That's correct. That's correct. 
It's unbelievable, but it is the fact. Now, who is Katrina Balash? Well, she's a woman who recounts what Russian troops did to their homes. Cut six, go. When you left, what was it like leaving? It was like giving your, pretty much giving your soul to God every second because we, our train stopped in the middle of Kiev and, and they were, you know, they were shooting and, and we heard bombs flying all over and, and planes and I thought this particular moment I can die and I just prayed and I said uh, goodbye everyone and I understood that for four hours in a, in a completely dark train we can be dead ever any second so that was pretty much very very for me especially was very stressful I want people to know that we have been killed by the country that wanted to take over take Ukraine over and they wanted to kill our people for being patriotic I want people to know that this is true because I, I saw it personally and I do know a person who has been shot by Russians because he didn't give up with the flag because he, they came to his house he lived right by me they came to his house and they shoot him they're shooting up citizens of all kinds. There's a police officer who was murdered when the Russians broke into his house. Then they murdered his wife. Then they murdered his six-year-old child. Then they murdered his six-week-old child, Mr. Producer. Did you read that? They just slaughtered them. And there's a lot more than that. There's a lot more than that. There are very, very brave men out there from some of the surrounding countries surrounding Ukraine and from our country. Very brave men. We're going over to fight on the side of the Ukrainians. I cannot thank them enough. I cannot thank them enough. I asked here, hoping that some official would get back to us, but they have not. What can those of us do who have weapons that we would like to give to the Ukrainians to defend themselves? Where do we go? How do we accomplish this? Is it legal? How can we get this done? We haven't gotten any responses yet from our government. This is really appalling. And by the way, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, which will run this Sunday, I've received assurances. 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox, we're going to have the former commander of British forces in Afghanistan, and by the way, a combat veteran in many other theaters, retired Colonel Richard Kemp. We had him on before. He is a, a brilliant, brilliant man. He's the kind of colonel that should be all over Fox, all over cable and network and other platforms, people who want to hear from a serious man like this. We'll have James Carfanu, who not only is a senior expert and analyst at the Heritage Foundation, but he too is a combat veteran, a retired lieutenant colonel. 
who will have many brilliant things to say. I have not conducted these interviews yet, but I shall. And I'm not cherry-picking the same three or four people to keep coming on and trash the United States. I'm appalled by this, this trashing of the United States. It's one thing to condemn Biden, who deserves it. Biden has made the world extremely dangerous by his incompetence and by the ideological buffoons he's surrounded himself with. There are evil people in the world, and they're now spreading their wings. Just as there are evil people here at home who have been celebrated. And the murder rate is through the roof. Crime is through the roof. Everywhere you look, the Biden agenda has lit fuses everywhere. And we have, we have to watch so many now theaters all over the world, the Middle East now. The Iranians are getting everything they want from the Russians who are negotiating on our behalf. You can't write this stuff. You can't put this in a fiction. This is just unbelievable. Which is exactly why Biden will not lift the sanctions on the American oil industry. And exactly why Joe Biden won't put sanctions on the Russian oil industry. And as my wife first said, not a TV commentator, not a radio host, my wife had the best line of the State of the Union, and I went on Hannity and repeated it and said where I got it from, hope I did. He says, buy American, except when it comes to American oil. He says, support unions, except when it comes to the American oil industry. There he puts them out of work. I've heard people regurgitate this, as is to be expected. The brain power is very, very limited in the media. It's very limited, which is why they resort to plagiarism and corruption. Stupid people. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket Constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. This is Radio Free America, ladies and gentlemen. Radio Free America. On so many fronts we are fighting. In order to keep us free, to keep this nation free. This is where many of you first heard about the Tea Party. Many of you read Liberty and Tyranny. This is where many of you 
have heard about uh, critical race theory, what's being done to our children and to our nation. And you've read or listened to American Marxism. This is where many of you first heard about the Liberty Amendments that I wrote in Convention of States. We're doing everything we can constitutionally and civilly to push back against what's taking place inside our country, to retain what was a conservative movement, and to defend our Constitution. We're not populists. We're not nationalists. We are not embracers of American Marxism or American fascism. We're not right-wingers. We're not left-wingers. We embrace our founding. That's the political spectrum. We embrace our founding. We embrace the Declaration of Independence as the, the framers did and as, the, uh, and as uh, Abraham Lincoln did. It's rejected by the American Marxists. That's who we are. This Convention of States movement has been supported and advanced by a fantastic organization. And that organization is Convention of States, led by Mark Meckler. He will be on the program in the final hour of this Friday show to tell us where we stand on several more states. And in one case, you're going to be extremely happy. In one case, you're going to be extremely happy. And he will explain how it happened, and that's West Virginia. This afternoon, approximately 1 p.m., give or take, Eastern Time, the West Virginia legislature voted to join a convention of states. That's 18 states. You won't hear this on any other broadcast in the nation. No podcaster, no radio host, no cable TV show or host, unless they're listening now, nobody. This is the great movement that's been taking place, among others. You will soon hear commentators and guests try and jump in front of the parade and point to themselves. This is what they do. Whether it's the Tea Party movement, critical race theory, and all the rest. All they care about are ratings. All they care about is self-promotion, self-aggrandizement. I don't care. I really don't. Not about that. I act as I speak. I've been committed to this movement for years. And I want you to hear about it in hour three. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. You know, part of what I need to do here tonight, on this Friday night, in the United States of America, which is not at war, is to try and use what God has given me right here to communicate as effectively as I know how. And so let me give it a try. These people in Ukraine were minding their own business. They were living their own lives. Families just like yours. Going to work or running a small business just like just like you. Living modestly. Having small homes or apartments. Raising their children, loving their children like nothing else on earth. Maybe they had a dog or dogs or cats. Put aside a little savings for their future. Some living on a pension. Some just born or little kids who'd been in the playground, been in kindergarten, nursery school, elementary school, middle school. Living the lives of a free people. Living the lives of a free people. Their military was not built as an offensive military machine to take over other people or to take over another country. What they had was intended to defend themselves as they are constantly being threatened by a genocidal psychopath in Moscow. But they lived their lives. They just assumed it it wouldn't happen. It's just not possible. that this crazed, insane individual in Moscow would lead the Russian army into their country, destroy their cities, murder their people. It just was unfathomable. Then they figured... Even if that were to happen, the world wouldn't watch and let it happen, would it? The world wouldn't watch and let it happen. After all, they had listened to Joe Biden, they had listened to the President of France, the Chancellor in Germany, and all the others, telling them about diplomacy. And that if Russia did invade, Russia would be treated with economic sanctions that no country could survive. One week later, 
The tanks are there, the armored personnel carriers, the jet fighters, the helicopters, the missiles, the cluster bombs, the vacuum bombs. Now the citizenry. The citizenry itself is being targeted. That family is being torn apart. If they're lucky, the women and the children are heading to the western part of the country to get away from the Russian advance. If they're not lucky, they're stuck. Many of them were engineers, janitors, electricians, truck drivers, taxi drivers, lawyers, doctors, doesn't matter. All equal now. In the defense of their country, many of them have dug in with rifles and pistols up against tanks and bazookas and hand grenades, 50 caliber machine guns, and so forth and so on. But they want to defend their country. They want back what was taken from them. They can't live with themselves. They can't live with themselves if they flee. Despite the reports of rape and torture, summary execution and murder, They dig in. Their president, Zelensky, is a leader that we've seen few times in history. Few times. He doesn't run. He doesn't cower. He's not bombastic. He's not provocative. He's a leader and a statesman. Despite all that's going on around him. And the enemy, the genocidal maniac who runs Russia, is doing everything he can to assassinate him. And yet so far he has failed. He has failed where in the past he has never failed. Having assassinated journalists, political opponents, businessmen, anybody who gets in his way. In the United States, there's a president by the name of Biden who will not put in place the crushing sanctions that he promised because he specifically excludes the most important sanction of them all, sanctioning Russian energy, which would cut off funds, billions of funds a day to the Russian economy and more specifically to the Russian army. He places sanctions on his own country's energy output, making it difficult, if not impossible, to produce the amount of fuel that's needed for this country to function. He's taken an energy-independent country, which after half a century has finally become energy-independent, under the leadership of his predecessor, Donald Trump, 
And with the signing of a document, signature on one piece of paper, he's killed it. He refuses to take the steps that need to be taken to get the Ukrainians the equipment that they need. NATO? NATO. We need NATO, everybody said. But for Donald Trump, NATO would even be weaker than it is today. But NATO will not allow countries, not even NATO itself, but countries on their own to provide MiG-29s to the pilots in Ukraine who desperately want them to attack the enemy. We're told that that might escalate things. We're never told that the Russians might escalate things, even though they refer to nuclear war. And they make those threats knowing exactly what our media will do. So the free world effectively watches. Doesn't provide them with the weaponry they need. Refuses to put in place the sanctions that will really place Russia on thin ice. The way Reagan destroyed the Soviet Union. It's not that hard to do unless you don't have a backbone. Here in our own country, we have individuals on the left and the right, Democrats and Republicans, so-called conservatives and non-conservatives, who are and have been sympathetic to the genocidal maniac who runs Russia. They never criticize him, or if they do, they do it very gently, they do it in passing. They do it as a sentence to a long paragraph explaining why everybody else is at fault. These are Putin propagandists. They never talk about Putin escalating his war efforts. They never fear Putin escalating his war efforts unless it's in response to us trying to help a free people remain free. They are and sound preposterous, ridiculous, asinine. I speak of no one in particular. There's a, there's a whole bunch. I can't even figure out who they all are. But they're giving aid and comfort to the enemy. Not because they're exercising free speech and a different opinion. They're free to do that and nobody's stopping them. It's because they're giving aid and comfort to the enemy. At the same time... Something so preposterous, so unimaginable is taking place. The President of the United States, who has helped create these horrific situations given his surrender in Afghanistan and the 9,000 Americans who remain behind enemy lines, all but forgotten. The same President who kowtowed to Putin and gave him everything he wanted prior to Putin invading Ukraine is now using this same insane genocidal maniac to negotiate on behalf of the United States with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran over nuclear weapons. The same country that is threatening us with nuclear weapons is negotiating with Iran over nuclear weapons on our behalf.
And Biden and his administration will not share the information with Congress. So the Kremlin knows more about our position than Mitch McConnell knows. And so another ally, Israel, is deeply concerned about what's taking place. This, this is grave for Israel. This involves their very existence. Iran with a nuclear missile. Can you imagine? And the individual in charge for the United States is a well-known appeaser and capitulator. He's the worst of the worst. He's a retrip. You don't hear that being discussed very much, do you? Not on talk radio, not on our favorite cable channel, not on any cable channel. Poor Putin. Poor Putin. Then we're told Putin will fall, you see. The Russian people won't put up with it. Oh, really? Is that how Stalin left office? The Russian people wouldn't put up with it? No, he died of natural cause. Is that how Mao died? No, he, he died of natural causes. Is that how Lenin died? No, he died of natural causes. Is that how Hitler died? No, he died of cyanide. Because the Allies were at his doorstep and he was a coward. These people in Ukraine deserve our support. I didn't say send troops into Ukraine. I didn't say have a no-fly zone. Two little things. Give them the weapons they need. And give us the oil we want. And sanction Russia's oil, not ours. Or these people who love freedom are going to continue to be slaughtered in a horrific bloodbath, continue to be tortured, continue to be raped. Having gone seven days, nine days ago, from a peaceful country to hell on earth. And the devastation you see on these cities remind me of the black and white films we saw when the Nazi tanks moved into one country or another. Or subsequently, when Stalin's tanks moved into many of these same countries after World War II. We say never again. But there it is again, right in front of your eyes. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. 
Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST. Show you how perverse things have gotten. We're listening all day, and you're listening tonight, no doubt, to discussions about what Lindsey Graham said about Putin taking him out. That somebody in Russia needs to take out Putin. And so our media in this country have tried to make Lindsey Graham controversial in this respect for what he said. Rather than the fact that Putin has tried three times to actually take out the president of Ukraine, using his buddy at the Wagner Group, and his Chechen hitmen. So now Lindsey Graham is said to be controversial for what he said, and Putin gets another pass. Or we may comment on it, but we move on to the next day. I support what Lindsey Graham said. In fact, I basically said it before he did, didn't I, Mr. Producer? If he feels free, does Putin, to assassinate the president of Ukraine, then why is that a one-way street, ladies and gentlemen? Now, I understand why the administration can't endorse it, because technically I believe it's illegal. But let's not play games here. The Ukrainian people are being slaughtered. They're being tortured. They're being raped. They're being murdered in the streets. You're not seeing it. The reports are coming back. So they can hunt down Zelensky... But nobody dare speak the truth. Truth to power, as they say. Truth to power. And you see, the way it works is, if it does happen, that means we have escalated the fighting. We have escalated if, if Ukraine's able to defend itself. We have escalated if they get MiG-29s. We have escalated, you see. Not Putin. Not his army. We have. If we remove the Biden sanctions on our oil, we've escalated. If we put sanctions on Russia's oil, we've escalated. Meanwhile, this sellout in the Oval Office, whose family has become rich off foreign governments, this sellout on the, in the Oval Office is selling out the Gulf Arab states, the state of Israel to the Iranians, where the Russians are negotiating the nuclear deal with the Iranians on behalf of the United States. And nobody's talking about impeachment. They're talking about indicting Trump, not impeaching Biden. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. 
Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Plastic conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. XM Satellite, Gary, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Go right ahead, sir. Mm-hmm. Gary, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Go right ahead, sir. All right, Gary's, uh, you know, he's making pasta. I don't know what he's doing there. Who else do we have? Yes. The great WABC Mike on Long Island. Go right ahead, Mike. Here we go. Mike, can you turn down your radio? Mr. Call Screener, we're telling everyone to turn down their radios, right? Well, we're getting dead air. Anybody else or should I move on? Last try. Waynesboro, Virginia, Robert XM Satellite. Robert, are you there, sir? Hi, Mr. Mark. You're a great patriot, and I thank you very much for uh, taking my call, sir. You got it, buddy. Um, Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, There's a couple things I wanted to uh, talk to you about. Um, I believe that the uh, Build Back Better is a threat to the country. Uh, I believe that the attack on Ukraine um, is just a tip of the iceberg. Let's take these one at a time. Build Back Better, meaning Build Back Better. What does he want to build back better? Not the private sector. Not our economic system, not our school systems, not our immigration system. Build back better. It's all about the Democrat Party. It's the Democrat Party enshrining the Democrat Party as the party in power. It's not about America in any positive way. Go right ahead. You're right. Yes, sir. I believe that for sure. Um, I I believe that the attack on Ukraine uh, is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I believe that Biden is a pawn and the powers that be want Russia to take over Ukraine and attack the rest of the Western world. Uh, Hence the reason why we are buying oil from them. We're essentially helping them. Um, I also believe that they won't drill in our country is because um, twofold. It gets rid of our strategic oil reserves so our military can't defend us and to bankrupt our country. So you are suggesting, sir. That Biden and the Democrat Party are sabotaging the country from within, sabotaging our economy from within, sabotaging our military from within. Is that correct? That's what I'm feeling. I'm just thinking that I might be off basis, but. Well, you might not. They may not even be intending to do it, but they sure as hell look like they're doing it. Why in the world would you sanction our oil and not Russia's? Why in the world would you have an open border with 100,000 people dying now every year from fentanyl? With all kinds of people coming in here, including criminals, including people uh, involved with the drug cartels. Why would you do these things? Why Why would you attack the filibuster rule in order to destroy what was the United States Senate? Why would you destroy the, uh, the independence of the courts, even though I don't like so many of these justices, but still the independence of the court? If you wanted to destroy our economy, destroy our constitution, destroy our sovereignty, 
Well, then you would do what Biden and the Democrats are doing, wouldn't you? Uh, yes, sir. I believe that um, it's it's just a way to make, make this country um, uh, just um, what it, a third world country generally. Yeah, well, but, they're um, getting there. Yeah, I believe that it is. And you're not allowed to say third world country, sir. You're only allowed to condemn your own country. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, please. Okay. Only uh, condemn I, your own country in the strongest of terms, please. Yes, All right, yes, my sir. friend. You take care. Good call. Bill Barr has a new book coming out. I was contacted about a month ago and uh, by one of his confidants, and uh, she, she asked me if I would interview him. He'd very much like to be interviewed on Life, Liberty, and Levin, as well as, of course, uh, radio. Well, I don't know anything about Bill Barr's book, and I asked, is it a tell-all book? Well, not all of it, she said. Well, it turns out it is a pretty vicious book, from what I'm hearing, from the excerpts that his publisher's putting out. So why would I give that voice? I have never written a tell-all book. I've written nine New York Times bestsellers, seven of which were number one, including my last one, American Marxism. I worked eight years for President Reagan. I worked under many cabinet secretaries. I was involved in many high-level issues. I consider myself a good friend of President Trump. I think what they've tried to do to him is absolutely appalling. Why would I give voice and a platform to an individual who's making accusations taking confidences and making them public when I wouldn't even do it myself because I think it's unethical. So of course I'm not going to have Bill Barr on this show or on my TV show. And when he left office and we tried to reach him, Mr. Producer, he never got back to us, did he? Remember that? Nothing. For several times we wanted to interview him and talk to him about what was going on. Not to berate him, not to attend, Nothing. Never got back. But now, through an intermediary, he wants to come on the show. I'm sorry. There'll be plenty of people who will give him a platform. You know what they say? Any ship in the night, Mr. Producer, for somebody who will do a tell all tell- on TV and radio. But I just don't do that sort of thing. These, these kinds of Bob Woodward books. And I'm very proud of the fact that American Marxism sold maybe a million more books than Bob Woodward's book. It crushed all the competition, every damn one of them. Because of you. Not me. Because of you. Because of you. Please, from time to time... Refer to the book to remind you about what we're up against. Go to chapter 7 when you have the question, what can we do? I have dear friends who've become enamored with the word why. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? Why are they doing this? Read the first six chapters of American Marxism and then the word why is provided with an answer. Read chapter 7. The question, what can we do, is provided with an answer. 
And people are doing exactly those things. Which is why this book was so popular. Now you will notice I will be on Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin. The American Marxism cover has been removed from the background as a direct request. The book itself, the binding part of the book, will remain on the desk. And nobody can remove that. They would have to remove it from my cold, hard fingers. You understand, Mr. Producer? American Marxism is not about the book. And so these people fail to understand. It's not about the book cover. It's not about a title. It's two words that define a movement that seeks to destroy the United States of America. Never, ever forget that. And yet, and yet, the mouthpieces in the media, the mouthpieces in Congress, they're still afraid to call this this contemptible opposition, what it is. These are American Marxists. They want to call them socialists, radicals, progressives, extremists, (laughs) Marxists. It's the most remarkable thing. The progressives, so-called, have named themselves, have created their own nomenclature, and everybody uses it. Why? They're the offspring of Karl Marx of Marx and Engels. It's what they are. It is the Americanization of Marxism. Now I understand I'm really the first one to explain this and put pen to paper and write it out in some significant detail. But this is important. It's important to remember. So please don't forget this Sunday... Brand new show, yours truly, and two great patriots with me. That makes three great patriots, and you makes millions of great patriots. All Levinites, we want you to join us. I think you're going to love this program at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Fox, this, this particular special edition. And you should show the world that you don't want this show preempted. Not by any other network. You don't want this show preempted by football. I'm not talking about Fox. I'm talking about your watching habits, your viewing habits. This is why it's the number one show on Sunday night. Some days it's the number one show all weekend on Fox. Anyway, it's because of you also. But I'm telling you, this Sunday, a truly kick-ass show. And don't forget to continue to watch us on Levin TV. We're doing very powerful shows. Now's the time for those of you who have not signed up to sign up. Despite all the inflation that's taking place, we actually cut our subscription price from $99 to $89 a year. And you can watch us 24-7, 365 days a year. Some people fall asleep with us, Mr. Producer. Some people watch. Watch us during dinner time. Some people get up in the morning and there we are on their screen. I'm happy to help any way I can. But these really are fantastic shows with fantastic hosts, including me. So I hope you'll 
You'll get your subscription. We're trying to make it as enticing as possible while the cost of everything else is going up, including our costs. We are dropping our costs from $99 to $89 a year, an entire year. But that, that means we need more and more of you to sign up if possible. And we're trying to give you more than the bang for the buck. We're trying to give you the most excellent broadcasting that exists on TV of any kind. But this is digital TV. We are truly independent. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I've been telling you folks for a long time, if you're still with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're simply paying too much for wireless because Pure Talk gives you the same exact great 5G coverage for a fraction of the cost. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what Christopher from Grand Forks, North Dakota has to say. Said, I used to be a Verizon customer before switching to Pure Talk, and I absolutely love it. Pure Talk has the same great service that Verizon does, and a little over half of the cost. And I got to keep my phone. Thank you for being such a great company. Folks, you should join me and make the switch. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Then this month, enter promo code Levin Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Yesterday, during the course of this program, and I'm extremely disappointed in the rest of the media, even the friendly media, we had two rabbis on the program, two Chabad rabbis. Now, Chabad rabbis go all over the world to serve their flock, Jewish people. And uh, that includes Ukraine. They're all over the world, on every continent. And some of them face very dangerous circumstances. And we had one such rabbi on the program, as well as my rabbi. And um, he stated, as did my rabbi, during questioning, that they had talked to a number of people, and this rabbi specifically knew in Ukraine, that the Russians are now brutalizing the citizenry, including raping women. Mr. Producer, did Media Matters pick up on that? Did Mediaite pick up on that? Did anybody pick up on that? Nobody. If I make an offhand comment about somebody, which really isn't, you know, it's almost tongue-in-cheek, that gets headlines. But if I have real people on this program, including from Ukraine, who are telling us what's taking place there, and for the first time, It was reported the first time. I don't have some big news operation here. That Ukrainian women are in fact being raped. And in fact, the people there are being abused, tortured. Why didn't any other radio talk show host play that on their show or even mention the interview? Why didn't they? 
Why didn't any cable channel pick up on this? Why didn't the New York Times or the Washington Post pick up on this? They hang on my every syllable to try and create controversy, to try and create infighting. Here I I have a rabbi on from Ukraine, and my rabbi, who's in touch with Chabad rabbis in Ukraine, reporting on what's taking place, first-hand information in some cases, second-hand in other, and not a word. Not on Johnny Dollar, not on Mediate, not on Media Matters, nowhere. Nowhere. It just shows you how corrupt the whole institution of the media have become in this country. They exist to inform you, but they don't. But they don't. I'm here. I'm contacted by people. Information comes over the transom. I have to watch it. I have to make sure it's correct. I'm contacted by these rabbis who are in theater telling us about the train ride, telling us what's happening to the families, telling us what's happening to the women and the executions and the rest. And it receives zero attention outside this audience. None whatsoever. You think about it. It's really disgusting. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Do I sound like I'm itching for war, that I want war, Mr. Producer? I'm talking about how we avoid war. But I want to move on now. Stacey Abrams is on The Daily Show. You notice how they keep pushing these candidates to the far left, The Daily Schmo, The Daily Show. And I want you to listen to how people are so glib about what's taking place in Ukraine and then project themselves into the situation because they are so self-righteous. Stacey Abrams, cut seven, go. We are a stronger nation when we allow people to participate. And if we ever doubted that, the war that 
Putin is waging against Ukraine, President Zelensky said, and I'm going to paraphrase him probably poorly, he said, this isn't a war on Ukraine, this is a war on democracy in Ukraine. When we allow democracy to be overtaken by those who want to choose who can be heard, mm -hmm. and th those choices are not based on anything other than animus or inconvenience, then that is wrong. So in other words, ladies and gentlemen, you're Putin and the Russians attacking Ukraine. She's Ukraine. She's self-righteous. She just wants more people to vote. She is a fraud and a huckster, as is Stephen Colbert. They're a joke. And they're so, uh, they're so narcissistic, I guess, that here we have what's going on in Ukraine, and they're thinking of what? Themselves. They're thinking of themselves, herself. Now, she lost an election fair and square, so she's trying to change the voting system to make sure she could never lose an election. That's what this is about. So they're more like the Russians, not the Ukrainians. And then he had Putin calling the Ukrainians Nazis. Those Ukrainians elected a Jewish president. He didn't hide his Judaism. It's well known he was Jewish. And um, he calls them Nazis. It's amazing when you really think about it, isn't it? Now, gas prices are going through the roof, as you well know. Meat prices, all prices, that's the nature of runaway inflation. We talked about the likelihood of runaway inflation when they wouldn't stop spending like... Uh, like Marxists, like drunken Marxists. But they kept at it. And they kept at it, and they still want to do it, even more. So what happens? In addition to that, you shut down half of our oil rigs. They shut down half of our oil rigs, ladies and gentlemen, half of them. And then shut down Anwar in Alaska. Do you know Anwar... Just so you know the history of this. Anwar was an area of Alaska that was set aside for drilling as part of a compromise that drilling would not occur throughout Alaska or off the shores of Alaska. So they set this up where Anwar would be the area where they can drill. So what happened was they banned these other areas and then all of a sudden Anwar becomes a cause celeb. As usual, the left lies and cheats. And now that's an area where we cannot drill. I mean, again, one day the history books will be written about the genius of our leaders, the American Marxists, and I say that sarcastically. How we cut our own fuel supplies during a war. We cut our own fuel supplies. But here's Pasaki. Why are gas prices going up? And keep something else in mind. It used to be that the degrowthers, that the Marxists, would brag about the fact, yes, we're going to drive up the cost of fuel. Remember Obama? We're going to drive up the cost of electricity. We're going to drive up the cost of coal because we do not want Americans or America using these sources of energy anymore. So, yes, we want the price of a gallon of gasoline. I remember when they used to say 8 to $10, like in Europe. So they're succeeding. 
Now, I'm sure that what's going on in Ukraine is somewhat contributing to this, but we've created the situation where it can contribute to it. That is, it doesn't have to. Here's Pisaki today at the White House. Go. The reason why the price of gas is going up is not because of steps the president has taken. They are because President Putin is invading Ukraine, and that is creating a great deal of instability in the global marketplace. So on top of everything else, she's an economist. They can't make up their mind what their argument is. They want to transition us, their words, all the time, off of fossil fuels to something else. This is what they were saying yesterday. Now they have a new tap dance. Now the new tap dance is, well, I know the price is going up. Don't blame us. Blame Putin. Well, open our spigots. And if the situation continues, then we'll blame Putin. But right now we're blaming you because you're buying. We're buying fuel from Putin and his war machine. We're buying that fuel. Not from our oil companies. I mean, shouldn't it benefit our employees, our companies, our investors in our stock markets? I would think so, wouldn't you? So do we need more domestic drilling or not? The great Stuart Varney on the Fox Business Channel is questioning Marty Walsh. Who's that? The Labor Secretary. Listen to this exchange on Fox Business today. Cut nine, go. It's also energy. We're not producing as much energy as we used to. There's an energy shortfall, which we cannot make up unless we drill for our own oil and nat gas. Will the president acknowledge that we've got a shortfall in domestic production, so we should make it up. Will he drill? Well, listen, I, I can't answer the question for the president, but I can tell you that, that we're looking at all avenues on, on how do we deal with energy in the United States of America. Is that, sure is that that on bring the, those I'm down. sorry to keep interrupting you, sir, but is that on the table? More domestic drilling. Is that on the table in the White House? Well, it hasn't been to this point, and it's certainly looking at what's happening in the situation in the world right now that will be, have to be a conversation. Do you think we should be drilling more of our own oil and gas? Again, What's your I'm, opinion? Not, I'm not in a position to, to answer that question at this point, uh, but certainly we have to watch and see what happens with, with Russia. We have to see what, what the world's doing with Russia. As we, and, and what, yesterday we heard the Speaker of the House, we heard uh, Senator Manchin, Senator Murkowski uh, telling, asking us to, to shut off uh, buying gas from, from Russia. And if we well, did something like that, we'd have to figure a way to, to fill that. Isn't it the foggiest idea? Because on the one hand, he knows that's what we need to do. That's what he's kind of insinuating there. But on the other, he knows that the party line from the White House says no. No. And no again. All right. James Stavridis is the former NATO Supreme Allied Commander. And he's on the morning schmo show today. So none of you heard this. But I want you to hear what he had to say. And then I want to respond to this. Let us go to uh, cut 11. Go. What you're seeing unfold is short term gain on the part of the Russians. And now after some missteps in the initial part, now their campaign is moving forward. Uh, Short term gain. But there's going to be a lot of long term pain That's going to result from exactly what you described, from the resistance. I think the idea that we can sufficiently arm the Ukrainians to 
conduct a breakout and move back and really roll uh, Putin out of the country is pretty minimal, although war has a, a way of surprising us. More likely, Putin will be quite successful moving across the country. You know, rather than predicting all these things, why don't we help these people? I have an idea. You want to hear a crazy idea, Mr. Producer? What did FDR do after we were attacked at Pearl Harbor? What is one of the main things he did, ladies and gentlemen? He called in his military. And he said, I want you to hit Tokyo. And they said, what the hell is he talking about? What are you talking about, Mr. President? I want you to get a bomber over there to drop bombs on Tokyo so they know that we can reach them, so we can help change the psychology of this war right out of the box. So they got to work. And they spent time uh, refurbishing a bomber specifically the gas tanks, making sure it could hold more bombs, did it with several of them. Now the problem is those bombers could never come back. They couldn't even get back to the carrier off which they would fly. So those men were on a mission that might well, likely in fact, lead to their death. And so they hit Tokyo. And many of those men did die. A handful survived. Most of you have seen this or read about this. It's very famous. Why not help the Ukrainians hit Moscow? I don't mean with a sustained bombing. I don't mean that would change the war without more. Why don't we think outside the box like the greatest generation did? Rather than constantly mimicking the Putin line, constantly talking about escalation, constantly afraid of our own shadows in the face of evil and tyranny. Listening to people on TV and radio who don't know history, who come from different backgrounds, and that's perfectly fine. Now, a chorus of whiners and complainers, that's such a chorus. These people need our help. We can do the whining and complaining later. And don't tell me it's none of our business. It is our business. I'll be right back. Love in. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hello. Come on over, wife. Come over a second. 
my wife, Julie. People have asked me about our appearance at CPAC. All right, don't screw this up. People oh have asked goodness, me so about our... Uh, you do get nervous. And um, if we prepare for that before we go, we don't prepare for that, do we? We do not prepare at all. Mm-hmm. And um, the questions you ask me, I don't know what questions you're going to ask me, do I? You have no idea what we're going to discuss mm-hmm. ahead of time. And when you ask a question, when I answer a question, people say sometimes that they think that I step on your toes. You think I step on your toes? No, I don't think you step on my toes. It's conversational. It's like we're just around the kitchen table and nobody else is around. It's just us. And then I look out and I see thousands of people. Which makes you nervous. Now, by the time I walk out, I'm not nervous. It's, How about it's millions like, of people listening now behind this microphone? Not at all. Not no? the slightest. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Um, when we walk out, and a lot of people want to take selfies, and a lot of people want to talk and so forth, you want to stop and talk to every single person, don't you? Well, not every person, but Which means many. we never get to leave, Right. Well, that's true, but these are great patriots. I agree. But sometimes the men's room calls, right? Well, I wouldn't know about the men's room. Or the ladies' room. I only go to the ladies' room. I just want to make sure we understand that. How did you enjoy CPAC this year? I love CPAC. Yeah. I think it's very inspirational to be around patriots, young and old. And uh, every year it grows. And it's really great to see. People are very serious about wanting to take our country back. Okay, you've got to speak into the microphone. Testing one, two, three. You're a quasi-professional. Quasi? As am I. As okay. am I. Now, we watched President Trump's speech. We did. And George Stephanopoulos and the other reprobates took what he said out of context when they said he was praising Putin. He actually condemned Putin, didn't he? He 100% condemned Putin. Mm-hmm. So why do you think they take his words and twist it? Why do you think this January 6th committee is leaking out that he may have committed crimes. Why do you think all these things are going on with the investigations in in New York, never-ending? Is it because they fear him, and so they want to cripple him politically? Do they actually think they can do that? Why? They 100% fear him, and they want to take him out, because he stands between them and their Marxist agenda. Mm Mm-hmm. Your answers are very short, so I'm running out of questions. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, let me ask you this personal thing. Yes. Oh, my goodness. People want to know if I'm the same way at home as I am. Tell them the truth. Behind the microphone. Am I? Yes, you are. Always? None of us are always the same. Do I always raise my voice around the house? No, you don't raise your voice. Right. Because people don't get in my face, right? No, and you're passionate about what you do and what you believe in. And that's why people adore you, along with your wife, by the way. What is my big hobby? (laughs) Tell them I have none. No, you do. You do. You have hobbies. And what are they? I'd love to know. (laughs) Well, we love to go for walks on the beach. That's That's true. Very true. Especially if nobody's there. We like that. That's true. And I I would say one of your not hobbies, meaning you don't like to do this, is to watch movies, unless they're a certain genre. Like only. military movies. Correct. I don't watch them. That's true. Unless they're 
military. And movies. you and your side of the family is obsessed with them. Excuse You'll watch me, two or three me. a night. You are the only Levin who is not. The rest of us, yes, all of us, the entire clan is obsessed, except you. Well, that is one defect I can't fix, sweetie. I wouldn't say it's a defect. No, not mine, yours. <laughs> no. All right, love you. Give me a kiss. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. Some people talk about the Tea Party. We are the Tea Party. Call in now, 877-381-3811. And we are Convention of States. And our leader, Mark Meckler, is with us. Convention of States, another victory, Mark Meckler, while everybody else is focused on other things. You're focused solely on saving our republic and our constitution. Tell us what happened. Oh, Mark, it was a great day in West Virginia. A lot of years coming, a lot of hard fighting by the grassroots. So we came out of the House with an overwhelming victory on the House floor today. Uh, I believe it was 77 votes. It was a bipartisan vote, by the way. A bunch of Democrats voted for us as well. So really incredible victory. Amazing in the House Senate, straight to the Senate. And within one hour, we were being heard on the Senate floor. The Senate waived committee, brought it straight to the floor. And very unorthodox way of getting it done. Show their real support. They did a voice vote. There wasn't even a count. It was overwhelming. And that makes West Virginia state number 18 for the Convention of States. This is fantastic, and maybe South Dakota can learn from this. Maybe the yeah, clowns in the state Senate there can learn from this. Yeah, we hope so. You know, there's a lot more coming. There's a lot of positive stuff on the horizon. South Carolina has already passed the House, and we expect to be moving in the Senate here in the next week or so. So I think that's looking really good to be number 19. Iowa still looks good. Ohio, Pennsylvania. I think we have a lot more happening this year, Mark. And so I predicted when we hit 20, the enemy will show its teeth. It'll become a national story, and you will become the leading Klansman uh, of the American right by the time this thing is over. I, I believe that's what's going to happen uh, in our white-dominated society. Now, this is a very, very serious effort to try and get our Constitution back. We do not believe Washington, D.C. should be amending the Constitution every time they get together. And so we want to put strict or restrictions in place that actually protect the Constitution. And we want to use the Constitution to protect the Constitution. You are promoting uh, not just an idea. You're promoting a, uh, a, a, a process that was written and, uh, and endorsed by the uh, delegates at the Constitutional Convention, correct? Yeah, that's correct, Mark. You know, I think a lot of people have a misimpression about this, and they think, oh, these guys are trying to rewrite the Constitution, and they're putting the Constitution at risk. The reality is, over the last 150 years, the Supreme Court has largely rewritten the Constitution, mostly to the benefit of the Marxists and, and the people who would like to see power centralized in Washington, D.C. And so what we're trying to do is use the Constitution, Article 5 of the Constitution, to restore the Constitution, to go back to something like enumerated powers, to where the federal government had limited enumerated powers. They did the things that they had to do that only they could do, and the rest was left to the people in the state. So this is really a power-to-the-people sort of movement. We're going to take the power away from Washington, D.C., and we're going to give it back to regular folks in the states. 
So the scare tactics and the fear-mongering will come, ladies and gentlemen. Ignore them. It's the same reprobates that have always attacked our system. They hate our constitutional republic, and then they pretend to defend it when they try to defeat these uh, courageous movements. Convention of States, I really want you to try and embrace it, folks. If people want to get involved or understand more about it, where do they go? Go to conventionofstates.com, fill out the petition. More importantly, click the Take Action tab and volunteer because it's actually going to take real work to get this done, Mark. 5.2 million people involved already. We need the rest of your listeners on board. And you're having a big convention uh, in October, correct? We are, Mark, October 6th through 9th in Orlando, Florida. It's open to people who are actually qualified leaders in convention of states. Incredibly 400 sold out immediately, so we've opened it up to another couple hundred, be 600 people gathering in Orlando. These are fully trained, fully active volunteers who are leaders all over the country of this movement. And did I agree already, I hope, to, to attend at some point there? Yeah, I think, well, I think we'll call this your agreement, if that works. Yeah, it's so far ahead, but that's our goal, uh, absolutely, to get there. We, uh, we believe in this so strongly. And if people want you know, to learn Mark, more about yeah, literally, there's nobody that we'd rather have there. You know, if people haven't read Liberty Amendments already, this is the book that launched the movement. This is the intellectual foundation for the movement. If you want to know what Article 5 is about, what we're doing, you got to order Mark's book, Liberty Amendments. By the way, you're very kind. Do, do these, these state reps and state senators, honestly, I'm just curious, do they ever read this book? Because this book was written in part to convince them. You know, a lot, of, a lot of them do, Mark. It's I can't overestimate the amount of people when I'm on the road, legislators, citizens, business people who say, I found out about this from Mark Levin, either from the book itself or from hearing you talk about it on the radio. So when I really say, when I say you're the father of this movement, I'm, that's not just hyperbole. I mean, it's not just language I'm using. So many people I talked to heard about this from you. That's why you're such an integral part of this movement. Well... And I want to thank you for the hard day-to-day labor on this, you and your really millions of of, uh, members. It's you're the ones who hit the pavements. You're the ones who go into the state legislatures. Is there another state we should be watching right now? Yeah, I think the next state up is South Carolina. Like I said, we've come out of the House already. We're pending in the Senate. I think it looks good. And I'm guessing that next week we'll see movement in the Senate. All right, South Carolina. We'll be focused on South Carolina. Do we know where the senators stand or any of those people? Not that it matters. They have no role, actually. But You mean the United States senators? Yeah. Yeah, you know, most of them, Mark, we don't even ask. And because of what you said, they don't really have a role in this. So we kind of avoid most of the senators. Yeah, most of them won't help us anyway. They'll come out against us. All right, Mark. Yeah, go ahead. They love power in Washington, D.C. So we're going to take it away from them. God bless you. My best to your wonderful family, and keep up the great work, Mark. Thanks, Mark. God bless you, too. And, and we want to thank the legislators in the great state of West Virginia for doing what they've done. And by the way, I've been to West Virginia many times. We have good friends in West Virginia. Despite all the cheap shots, it is a wonderful state with wonderful, wonderful people. Our great governor in Florida... He's really the nation's governor, if you want to think about it that way. Ron DeSantis at a press conference yesterday. He led the way battling these masks and all the other tyranny that was being pushed. Cut 15, go. I, I take no, no joy in saying this. I mean, if you've looked at how CDC has performed 
over the last however many uh, last couple years. The fact of the matter is, it leaves a lot to be desired. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of ideology. I mean, just think about how all of a sudden the guidance has changed right before the State of the Union address. Is that is that how science works? Does the science change based on polling data? Does the science change because you have a midterm election coming up? I mean, no. So we see that, and, and it just causes people to lose confidence. And so what I think most Floridians want is to be able to, to work with the folks that, that, that they know and trust in the medical per profession and want those doctors uh, to, to feel free to follow the evidence where it leads them and, and to do the best they can for their patients. Mm-hmm. With a little time we have left, Mr. Producer, here's Bill Barr on NBC's Nightly News last night, in which he probably sold 14 books. Cut 16, go. January 6th, the riot. Do you think that President Trump was responsible for what happened here, ultimately? I do think he was responsible in the broad sense of, of that word, and that it appears that part of the plan was to send this group up to the hill. I think the whole idea was to intimidate Congress, and I think that that was wrong. I mean, Bill, I've known you a while. It's really outrageous. Now, he didn't send anybody anywhere to intimidate anybody. Thousands of people have protested against Congress for a lot of things. You have no information whatsoever to support what you said. None. And yet, yeah, there you are on NBC Nightly News doing exactly that. That's why you're there. You're the most recent pumpkin head. That's how they view you. And you'll be on other news platforms, and they'll do the same thing. And you'll perform for them, too. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, while this war is raging in Ukraine and the evil aggressors, the Russians, are there, there is going to be attempts to do other things, including put on the Supreme Court a radical activist Democrat, a Marxist, really, by the name of Jackson. There's going to be an effort through the back door. For Joe Biden to sign a deal with the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran in violation of federal law. And the preposterous position in which he's given the Russians the ability to negotiate for us. With their friends. People talk about you neocons, a.k.a. Jews, getting us into wars. Let me tell you something. Last time I checked, Joe Biden isn't Jewish. But that aside, he's not a neo-anything. He's a nut. He's going to create a situation where the Middle East is now a nuclearized Middle East. He's going to create a situation that because Taiwan's not part of NATO, Taiwan doesn't get the support that it needs. And it seems like the inbred in North Korea is getting a little upset that he's not getting the attention that he wants about two hours ago, he fired a missile off the coast of Japan, Mr. Producer. Did you see that? 
That's what you get when you listen to the media, the Democrat Party, academia, and all the rest of the kooks. You get this. In your name and your honor every Friday, America, here we go. is officially over the weekend begins now please do watch life liberty and levin a brand new show on fox 8 p.m eastern time this sunday 
If you can't watch it live, please DVR it. I know you're going to love it. I'll keep doing it as long as you watch it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker friends. And we salute the people of Ukraine. We stand with you shoulder to shoulder. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Gigi. Good night, Indy. Good night, my little Barney. And good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. And good night, Joe. 